More than 760,000 people have died since 1999 from a drug overdose. Over the past several decades, drug overdose deaths have been increasing, and about two out of three of these deaths are due to opioids. Opioids are a class of drugs that help to relieve pain. They are found naturally in the opioid poppy plant. The most common types of opioids are prescription opioids, which are prescribed from a healthcare provider to relieve pain, fentanyl, which is a very strong and dangerous synthetic opioid, and heroin, which is an illegal street drug. Today, we will be focusing on prescription opioids and the health problems associated with them. Prescription opioids can be prescribed to help relieve moderate to severe pain. Long-term use can result in addiction or, quote, opioid use disorder. Let's take a look into the history of opioid use in the United States. The first opioids were used to treat soldiers during the Civil War. This resulted in the soldiers becoming addicted to the drug after the war. Then, in the 1910s and 20s, the United States government began implementing restrictions on opioid use as the problem of addiction became increasingly worse. Then, in 1995, Purdue Pharma produced OxyContin. It was introduced as a drug less addictive than the opioid pill used prior, so doctors began prescribing OxyContin to patients. However, despite the idea that OxyContin was less addictive, addiction and overdose deaths continued to increase, and the increase in doctors prescribing OxyContin resulted in the first wave of opioid overdose deaths. The plague of opioid misuse, addiction, and death since the 1990s has become known as the opioid epidemic, and it still remains a problem today. In October 2017, the United States declared the opioid epidemic to be a public health crisis. From 2018 to 2019, the number of drug overdose deaths increased by 5% and quadrupled since 1999. Over 70% of these drug overdose deaths in 2019 involved an opioid. Looking at the COVID-19 pandemic and drug overdose deaths, we found that the, dr the deaths from drug overdoses increased by 30% in 2020 compared to in 2019. This increase could be because of less access to healthcare and recovery support systems during the pandemic. Most opioid addicts began use when they were legally prescribed opioids by their physicians. The prescribing of opioids greatly increased in the 1990s, and the prescription increase was followed shortly after with overdose deaths increasing. Pharmaceutical companies producing and distributing opioids failed to properly warn the public of the addiction risks, as well as the safety precautions when using the drugs. For example, Purdue Pharma, the company that widely marketed and manufactured OxyContin, was aware of the drug's risks and the level of abuse within the first year of production and concealed this information. Just a few months ago, Purdue Pharma settled a $6 billion case for its involvement in the opioid epidemic. Still, the Sackler family, the family behind Purdue Pharma, denies any wrongdoing. While the general public is now aware of opioids and their risks, a new danger is emerging, fentanyl. Drugs contaminated with fentanyl, a highly potent synthetic drug, are the rising cause of most drug overdoses. In the past few years, synthetic opioids like fentanyl have been responsible for up to two-thirds of drug overdose deaths. The epidemic has put a heavy strain on our already fragile healthcare system, and this has only been made worse by the COVID-19 pandemic. 
However, certain communities see this and are trying to take steps in various ways to aid recovery efforts by promoting both awareness and education within their communities. These sites make sure that people who choose to use drugs, no matter their circumstances, have a safe and monitored space to do so. Monitors can then administer drugs such as naloxone to those under supervision in case of overdose. These sites also aid in the prevention of needle sharing and the subsequent spread of needle-borne diseases such as HIV and hepatitis B. Furthermore, these sites also offer drug rehabilitation programs that people may choose to participate in. However, these sites tend to get a lot of negative coverage due to politicians' lack of understanding of how important these sites can actually be. This misunderstanding and stigmatization can deter the development of these sites and communities that could greatly benefit from their services. Furthermore, many medications may contain trace amounts of fentanyl without the consumer's knowledge. This contributes to many of the overdose and addiction cases in recent years. Providing drug testing kits to the public can help reduce these cases. However, testing strips can be legally risky in some states due to laws that consider these strips as drug paraphernalia. However, the most helpful form of harm reduction would be to increase the accessibility of the drug naloxone. Naloxone is a quite literally life-saving drug that can bring someone back from an overdose. However, individual states have differing levels of accessibility because the FDA currently designates naloxone as prescription only. Changing this could mean further ease of access and the accessibility to distribute naloxone through severely affected communities. The opioid crisis has gotten a little better. According to the National Institute on Drug Abuse, opioid-involved deaths rose from 21,088 in 2010 to 47,600 in 2017 and remained steady in 2018 with 46,802 deaths. This was followed by a significant increase through 2020 to 68,630 overdose-involved deaths. The federal government, amongst others, have started pursuing civil and criminal actions against physicians and pharmacies to address inappropriate prescribing and dispensing of opioids. Purdue Pharma, a manufacturer of oxycodone, reached a settlement over their role in the opioid crisis. Purdue Pharma and other drug manufacturing companies were misleading doctors and patients about the safety of opioid use. According to a new analysis from Harvard T.H. Sean School of Public Health, Harvard Medical School, and CNN, opioid manufacturers were paying U.S. doctors huge sums of money for prescribing opioids. And the more opioids a doctor prescribed, the more money he or she got paid by those same manufacturers. Policymakers can help combat the opioid epidemic by limiting the inappropriate use of prescription opioids reducing the flow of non-prescribed opioids, helping people seek treatment for opioid misuse, and deploying effective treatments for opioid users, such as buprenorphine, methadone, and naltrexone. Education is also very essential in helping fight the opioid epidemic. Having medical schools educate their medical students on the effects of opioids could help reduce overprescribing. In addition to that, medical schools should require trainings in areas such as managing the use and administration of opioids, correct use of opioid dispensing equipment, and recognition and proper response to an overdose. Hospitals should also implement and enforce hospital policy on opioid management. Physicians should offer alternative medications to patients dealing with pain, and when opioids must be prescribed, physicians should educate their patients on the dangers of opioids work closely with their patients to help manage their dosage responsibly, 
and inform them on how to properly dispose of opioids. The CDC states that the best ways to prevent opioid overdose deaths are to improve prescribing, reduce individuals' exposures to opioids, prevent opioid misuse, reverse overdoses, and to treat substance use disorders. As previously mentioned, opioid prescribing is a complex issue due to pharmaceutical companies and big businesses' involvement. Additionally, the addictiveness of opioids combined with their effectiveness for pain treatment are a challenging combination for physicians to balance. But the public and our physicians are becoming increasingly aware of the danger, so these goals are much more achievable. Until we are sufficiently able to follow these steps, we should all be able to recognize an overdose in others. The ability to recognize an overdose, though difficult, can help save someone's life. Some signs that we can look for are small, constricted, pinpoint pupils, loss of consciousness, shallow breathing, choking, a limp body, and pale blue or cold skin. Additionally, we can all help with the opioid epidemic by increasing awareness, helping those struggling with opioid use disorders, and learn more about opioids so you can help friends and families members who may be at risk. Educating yourself and others on opioids risks, safety precautions, and potential for abuse is vital. The opioid epidemic is a very serious public health crisis. For more information, please visit the opioids page on cdc.gov.